0: What's up, Dyna Fam? Hey, Mark, can you talk for me? I want to make sure your audio is coming through.
1: Hey, what's up, guys? How y'all doing? Uh, welcome to another episode of Generation Orange. I'm um, your host, Mark Segovia, alongside my co-host, Sean Raingrove. What's up, Sean?
0: Man. Dynamo Prospects on for next next year. Uh, Kenny Bundy's <laughs> stock as a coach. Uh, Fafa Pico's up. contract uh, stock for next season for other teams. <laughs>
1: Yeah, man. I mean, you know, the Bundy stock is going up. Uh, the Fafa stock, stock looks 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 to be uh, going up. He looks happy. Um, the Quintero uh, stock is always always seems to be up there, but for some reason, we're always selling it. I don't know why. He's got this.
0: Um, he's got this ebb and flow, man. He, he you know he's on a roller coaster. Every every week is a new every week is a I new mean, week. Sometimes for the good, sometimes for the bad.
1: Nah, I mean, I mean we'll, we'll discuss it in a bit, but I mean, but you know, it's it's it, um. The Cantaro thing. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on or what people are thinking or or why. Because I mean, this is obviously this is back to back coaches, right? That he's that they're they're having a little bit of an issue of playing him more uh, on a consistent basis, and this is supposed to be your playmaker. This is really realistically the 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 true the only true playmaker you have on the squad. But but we'll get to that, guys. We'll get to that, guys. You know. um, but yeah, man, yesterday a Tuesday night game. Uh soccer soccer night in Houston and on, on a Tuesday goes up on a Tuesday, like we all know. Uh Dynamo beat the New England Revolution three to one. Uh brace by Fafa, uh goal by Quintero, uh missed penalty by Sebas Ferreira. And I mean, you know, what else? I mean, Sean, I mean, like it, it's, it's one of those things where, like, you know, we're almost to the finish line of the season, another disappointing season at that, but obviously, you know. We try to look for the little rays of sunshine that that, that appear our way. And, you know, thankfully there has been a little bit of ray of sunlight coming our way in in the form of our new interim coach, uh, uh, Kenny Bundy. Um, First two games, four points, obviously. So it's a a bit of a positive there. Um, Seeing, obviously, the last game, seeing, no, it wasn't the last game. It it was the Seattle game, the Naga's last game. Seeing Brooklyn Reigns finally get some first team action. Uh, things of that nature as well and you know just I guess just kind of suiting up and kind of getting kind of ready for that offseason Sean I mean you know it's one of those things where um we've been doing this what three four years now
0: you, season you number
1: four yeah and and it's just one of those things where we're like oh okay we're about to get to the off season, and I guess we'll see where that ha- what happens with that and then obviously with that comes a new ray of hope uh that hopefully doesn't get squished like a cockroach again but, you know, that's what it is. It's it's a, it's a whole cycle of being a Dynamo supporter. But, you know, uh, one day, one day we'll break that circle. <laughs> uh, but, you know, with that being said, obviously, speaking of breaking circles well, uh, or not breaking circles, you know, obviously, the famous words from our, our old queen, Rachel Daly, who's out there in Aston Villa now. Um, the Dash, man, let's talk about the Dash before we get into the Dynamo because, you know, obviously, we want to start off the show with something positive. And the Dash are in the midst of clinching for the first-ever playoffs, man. Uh, 1-1 tie with Angel City FC uh, this past Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, a hell of a goal. Goal of the year, some people are calling it, for NWSL. From Maria Labombi Sanchez, uh, about 28 yards out. Um, it, was, it, it was it was a golazo! It was a golazo on her bobblehead night. Sean, what, what was your reaction when you saw that goal?
0: You know, speaking of Golasso, we got to give a shout out to our sponsor for the episode tonight, Media. Like that segue, wasn't that nice? Wasn't that clean? Wasn't that smooth?
1: Uh,
0: shout out to Media. Make sure you guys go check out Media and seriously go pick up some uh, player likeness merch. merch. There is a Labombi shirt out there, there is a mm-hmm. Labombi mug you can pick up. I'm just saying, support your favorite NWSL player. We know that's Maria Sanchez, no doubter. Uh, but yeah seriously thank you Golosso.media. uh but uh yeah man that that goal was stunning. I mean I don't have is a good term for it but like every, exactly the golasso media golasso of the week. Uh, <laughs> I found go. my uh, future producer of generation orange. Uh thanks C uh, for joining the show. No I'm just kidding. There you um, go. but uh yeah I mean it was it was it was stunning. It was a beautiful shot. It was beautifully placed It had just the right amount of power on it. Uh, I mean keeper stood no chance uh you know i I think I don't remember what the announcer specifically said you know or not an announcer but the commentator but it, i if I recall the commentator said something to the effect of take about Maria Sanchez goal of the year you know it was like that level of like you knew immediately uh and yeah I, I would not be surprised if at the very least she's up for goal of the year uh you know within the nwsl uh, level of competition um, but the draw hurts a little bit. I mean, it was it was better than a loss, but uh, it's at a, it comes at a point that they really need to to pile up a couple more wins to close out the season to to get that playoff spot secured, so that they're not looking at the last match of the season trying to you know trying to eke their way into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I think like I think like we spoke about before parts of the show. Obviously, you know, I think going into that match, we needed four points to qualify for the match for the, for the playoffs. Uh, with not without no struggles, so obviously we guard we grab the point at home. So we just need three. Um, but with that being said, I mean obviously you know the goal is to make the playoffs, you know. But it would be nice to kill two birds in one stone and not just make the playoffs, but be able to host your first playoff game at home, and which we're hoping for the da- for the dash because, um, you know, obviously it's, it's one of those things where I, I'm looking forward to it if it happens, you know. And obviously being out there in a the stadium. To support the ladies, I know a bunch of the I know a bunch of people here on the chat on YouTube on Twitch and obviously all the other uh, Dynamo Dash supporters as well the Surge and uh, Bayou City Republic. Uh, I know they're looking forward to it and obviously especially those guys you know who've been a, who've been the supporters of the Dash you know from 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 the get go and you know would love to see something like that at home for them uh, for those guys to be there to support fully. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, obviously the, the first goal is to, to actually, uh, qualify for the playoffs, but you know, like you said, Sean, it, it, it does leave a little bit of a disappointment. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where like, you know, this, this past weekend in Houston sports, it was nothing but ties, you know, the dynamo tied against sporting Kansas city, the dash obviously tied the Texans tied. So, I mean, you know, (laughs) it was a week of ties for Houston. And, um and but this one, unfortunately for me, I felt more of it felt more like a loss because like I said, a lot of things were the things that were up for grabs, they would have been in first place uh, in the league if it had, to, had they beat uh, Angel City FC. Um, so it's kind of one of those things where like, yeah, you're glad you got the point, but at the same time, you know, we, you didn't really accomplish what you should accomplish, especially at home. Um, but you know, with that being said, there's three games left for the girls to, to get three points and to qualify for the playoffs. And then hopefully, like I said, we end, we end these three games in a high note and gather all nine points if possible. You know, that that would be the the best case scenario here. Uh, Sean, anything else you want to add as far as the dash or anything like that?
0: I, I think beyond just the nine points, it's also important the dash find their winning ways heading into the playoffs as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you kind of want to be, you want to get momentum, right, you know, and momentum sure. and, and and confidence heading into your first ever playoff match, Um, you know. And, and again, it, it's 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 a difficult close to your season just in general based on the schedule. But you still have to go out there and you still have to perform. And, you know, again, you get your you get your next win, you know, in your next match. You've you've sealed playoffs. OK, now the pressure's off. Go out there, win your other two matches for the remainder of the season. Uh, And go into the playoffs with a really solid record, put some pressure on, you know, first and second place and and put yourself in a position to potentially host not only your first match, but maybe, you know, multiple matches in the NWSL playoffs. And that would be huge. Six teams make it in the NWSL playoffs now. So, um, you know, top six is uh, roughly half the league. So kind of like an MLS, where basically more than half the league or right at half the league make the playoffs every year. It's it's you know and, it's kind of that way. Correct
1: and, cor- and correct me if I'm if, I, if I'm not right on this, but the first two seats get a, get a bye week. I'm guessing, or it's what three three versus six and four versus five.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's a bye week necessarily, or if it's just a buy from those matches, the midweek play in matches, if you will, and then the weekend is when they play their next series of matches. Okay.
1: So I mean, but this I mean, but look, it, it gives you an opportunity to rest players and to get players that you would that you would want healthy, you know, more time to to get healthy and get close to 100 as as you can and get the squad motivated and going and you know and obviously like I said, look, the first priority is to qualify for the playoffs and you can do that in your next game uh, if you win that game. Obviously, you know, and then after that, depending on how how ambitious the team is, which I'm sure with Juan Carlos, Juan Carlos in there in charge, they want to go out there and, and, and get all nine points, like I mentioned earlier. But, you know, but once you qualify for the playoffs, now you can kind of, you know, waver a different type of way. You can rotate your squad a little bit, get a, get get some rest in for some players who've been, you know, who might need some rest or, you know, or, or, you know, let some players relax a little bit who have a little bit of a nagging injury, things of that nature. You know, you can go by, you can go, you can go different paths with it if once you qualify for playoffs. But, you know, obviously, you know, Juan Carlos in his background, I'm pretty sure he wants to go after that number one spot and make sure that they guarantee at least one home game, one home playoff dash game. So uh, we're, we'll be rooting for the ladies, you know, and, and 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 we'll be there for sure whenever that game is uh, scheduled here for PN- and PNC. Uh, Sean, but anything else you want to add to the dash before we move on? Because, you know, obviously on the other side of the boat, over there, PNC, is not so bright. But, you know, there's a little bit of rays of sunlight coming out, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, Is there anything else you want to add before we move on? Not for the dash, nope. All right, so let's get to the poll question today, you know, because obviously the poll question that that we put out today, this morning, is kind of obviously based on for the majority of the show that we're going to be talking about. Uh, And that poll question is, the Bundy era is off to a good start. Two games, four points. What would you like Kenny's position to be with the Dynamo for next season? Obviously, he's in charge for the six games remaining, the two that he has already been playing, the four that are left over. Um, Sean, obviously, I'll, I'll post this question to you and I'll show you the results right now. But the but the but the choices were: should he go back to Dynados and coach those guys? Because he did such a great job with Dynados the first season, in MLS next. Should he be? Should he be the next Dynamo manager if he does a really great job with these last uh, few games, or you know, or do, does he get an opportunity to, to be a top assistant for whichever head coach comes into the Dynamo for next season, or the fourth is else he just goes elsewhere? Um, Sean, I'll I'll let you choose. Uh, what, what do you What do you want to see for Bundy for next season if he does really well with these last uh, four games?
0: I I think I would like him to see to see him even at this point, I would like to see him become the assistant um, to whomever is brought in. Um, doesn't even have to necessarily be the first assistant, although I think that would be huge. Uh, oh, thanks for the sub X. Appreciate it. Hey, there um, you go. Primo. What's up? But, uh, but I, I think he's proven that he understands the game. He understands the players. He understands MLS. He understands the system. Um, you know, even in the, the, you know, the short stint that he's had, Uh, leading this team and these players, Uh, and then his stint, obviously, uh, with uh, MLS Next Pro. Um, But, uh, you know, yeah, I I just I could see a lot of benefit there. And I think that does allow you uh, to be able to go out and get a coach that maybe doesn't have MLS experience, a coach that kind of falls in a similar mold to a Juan Carlos Amoros for the, you know, on the women's side be able to find a coach like that for the men's side that has a lot of experience, you know, in other leagues, in other countries, in, 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 in Europe or in South America or, or, you know, uh, wherever, uh, has a lot of experience in that way, but somebody who, who, uh, has also proven it in those, in those other leagues and in those other opportunities. Um, but also, you know, hopefully somebody who's got a very, very good, um, mind for soccer just in general or football in general, Um, Because that's the you know, that is the one thing that has made Juan Carlos uh, Amoros successful so far is that he understands the game uh, and is able to express that, uh, you know, easily. Um, But uh, yeah, I think I think uh, you could I I think I would like to see Bundy step into an assistant position uh, for that next coach. I I don't think he's yet ready for a full on head coach position, uh, especially considering the vast amount of changes that are going to be necessary. Um, player wise, I think that's a huge task for any new, uh, you know, coach that's not done head coaching at the highest level, uh, you know, for for more than just an interim stint like this. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like what I've seen so far at the very least.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, obviously we have to take in count the fact that, you know, the Dynamo as a club has been in the pits of, of of this hole that we've just been falling and falling, falling deeper into. So once we see something positive, you know, we're, we're, we're here hoping and, and quite a bit of us praying that you know this this is the, this is our savior you know um, and like I said shout out to the media team for the dynamo because like those guys they make certain things look amazing and obviously that that mm-hmm. after that post game speech that he gave to those guys um, afterwards man had me pumped up man I was I was excited I was <laughs> like man yeah you know and and when you have a coach who not who you know you have you have different styles of coaching you have different types of coaches you know you have coaches who are very knowledgeable tactically you have coaches who are very who are very motivational and you have coaches who are, who are just in your grill get you pumped up fired up who are heightened for, for 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 lack of a better term right and there's nothing wrong with either either version of whatever coach you might be but you know just depending on what the what the squad at squad is at you know depends on which 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 characteristic of coach fits best right now at this moment and at this moment because of the way the dynamo ended the nagamora era on such down on such a downward negative spiral just just to have somebody smiling and and, and being happy as far as you know the, the coaching staff something that brought me you know joy and, and positivity um you know i think he might be the best tactically the best coach tactically i don't know you know like I said i mean he, i know he's done a great job with Dynamo Dose, you know but it's it's a huge leap from from MLS next to mlS I mean you know and, and an even bigger leap once you become the full-time head coach so i'm i don't want to put too much emphasis on like oh man you know do I, I want bunny to be the next coach no matter what especially if he does well these next four games you know blah 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 with this and that you know i i don't i don't want that kind of pressure on him I don't want that kind of pressure on the the I don't want that kind of pressure from the fan base to the, to to the club because I think the club really needs this this is a pivotal uh off season for the club as far as bringing in somebody to be the leader of of this of this club on the pitch. You know, obviously we have our leader in the front office with Pat Onsted and Asher and and Ted but we need that leader on the on the field. Um so I'm I'm kind of with you man. I mean, depending on on who comes in as far as head coach and, you know, obviously a head coach can have anywhere between two, three, four, five assistants. You know, I don't see why why Bundy, if he wants that position, why wouldn't that be offered to him? Because, I mean, obviously somebody that, you know, he has experience in that now with, with what he's doing and things like that. So, I mean, I, I think I'm with you. If, if he's willing to take that that position to be uh, to, uh, one of the assistants for the next head coach, that would be amazing. If he wants to go back to do the Dinah Doe thing, because that's what he's enjoyed and he enjoys bringing up the young kids, that's that's great too from my standpoint as well, you know? Um, do I, am, am I naive to not think that maybe a MLS team or two will be looking at this as, as a tryout for their head coaching position that might become available in the off season? No, I'm not, look, hey, only, I mean, look, I mean, even though we've been down in the gutters for all these seasons, there's a lot of teams that are down in the gutters as well. And they're gonna be looking for a new face to lead their 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 respective fl- clubs. And if and if you have somebody who's doing it right now, who's having on job training right now, which is basically what Bundy is getting at the moment, you know, then why wouldn't another team that's that maybe Sporting Kansas City, you know, uh, <laughs> take take a shot with 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 Bundy and move on for Peter Vermees, you know? Uh, even though you know, who knows, that might seem kind of unlikely, but you know, Sporting Kansas City is right there neck to neck with DC United for this wooden spoon so you know who knows um but yeah it's it's, it's something it's something great to talk about i mean kind of like on a sidebar but in, in all realistics in my from my standpoint i, I don't I don't i don't expect Bundy to be your, our next head coach
0: There's a lot to unpack in what you just said. You said a lot in a really short period of time. But the primary thing, and I think this is, you know, it kind of goes back to something that uh, this team has missed for, it feels like a while. Um, You know, what did they do? They got back to having fun, to playing the game, to play the game. You know, you kind of called it with the pressures off, right? You're already out of every, you know, of anything that matters in terms of playoffs go out there and be spoiler if you want, but there's no pressure to be spoiler. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, but the way that the guys played last night, and, you know, I pointed this out in the Surge chat after Discord, after the match, you know, you could see player, you know, Kintera was out on the pitch after the match, smiling and goofing off and having fun. Uh, Fafo was out there. Did you see his celebration after his goal? I yeah. love the money celebration. That was, that was king level clutch. Not going to lie. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and all the players after the match, they were all smiling. Everybody was just having a good time, having fun. And I can't tell you the last time I've seen that from dynamo players. Um,
1: I forget what, uh, what, a uh, Twitter, what Twitter page I from, and I know it was one of the national guys on MLS, but he's, but he was talking about Bundy. He just, he just simplified everything, you know, um, all he did was put, the best player and in, in whatever position for that formation that he had which was a four two three one you know so what do you do you at uh, the number 10 position you put map you put Darwin can tell your your I mean that
0: should that should have been a so, given I mean, you know, the I mean, whole season I mean, which, which which right which,
1: which sounds so like when when, you know it's funny because when, <laughs> when a when a national guy says something like that right yeah because because you would think look the dynamo on the bottom of the of the league again They've been irrelevant for almost a decade, you know. So, how many national guys are really truly paying attention to the Dynamo, right? You know, aside from like you know the purchase of the team and things like that, and the Hector Herrera effect that had for like a month or so. But other than that, it's like if a national if a national guy can tell you this, then why then why has has it been so difficult for our last two head coaches to understand this and and, and the formations they're trying to play? You know that hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna play a four-three-three or if you're gonna play a four-two-three-one or whatever, that playmaking midfielder, you only have one that's really capable of playing in that position. Now I know that sometimes people are like oh well we can we can use him against tired legs and stuff like that, but look, I ra- I'd rather him play the first sixty minutes and try to do something in sixty minutes than him try to pull something out of his ass the last 20, 25 minutes as a super sub. You know because that that, that it's, it's tougher even though yeah you're going against tired legs but you know but depending on what's going on what the re, or what the situation is at that time you might not get that opportunity for him right so yeah. I' would rather him go out there play the first 60 65 70 minutes if he can give you and then and then just and then put in whoever you got who you got backing him up a palomino uh for the last 20 minutes right but for some reason it, it's been like dumbfounded like this. No, this, this is not a, this is not an option. This is not a possibility. We can't, we can't expect Ontario to play 70 minutes a game. I mean, dude, we're making it seem like he's 42 years old. The guy is 32, 33 years old, you know, which I understand like in soccer years, that might seem like an old man, but look, this is the new generation of soccer players. We've seen world-class players going up to play into the age of forties. You know, the, the today's athlete is lasting longer than what they used to. And and we need to stop holding ourselves, tying ourselves down with all these different notions. Like, oh no, we need to preserve him and this and that. Like, dude, look, I I'd rather I rather have Quintero for 20 games, balling out of control, and, and he gets hurt because we overplayed him, than to have him sitting on the bench, frustrated, be be up and down, roller coaster wise, as far as you know, as far as as far as his uh, chemistry with the players because he doesn't get enough time. Like honestly.
0: Yeah, I like what C said in the chat. I I didn't read this, but I uh, you know, I don't read. I didn't read the same thing that he read. But he said, I think I read somewhere where Bundy told these dudes to just express themselves. They probably haven't heard that or been told that in a few years. I mean, that's my oh, thing, no. right? Like, I, I keep coming back to this. The it's you're seeing these guys just play fundamentally sound soccer right now. I mean, yes, defensively, they still gave up a goal that they shouldn't have given up. Yeah.
1: It was a, it was a Parker mistake, you know, they, 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 the it mistake. Was, it was, but,
0: you know, and, 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 it, and there were a couple other, you know, defensive mistakes in there that thankfully Clark cleaned up and it wasn't quite as big of a deal. But, you know, it, it was just like, in spite of that, you felt like the guys, and, and Bundy said it in his post-match, you know, talk, he said, look, we went, you know, they, they, we went up a goal and, and we went out there and we were searching for two. Instead they hit us on the counter and, and, you know, they got their sec, their first goal. And instead of giving up, instead of conceding and like, Oh man, well, here we go. We've conceded again. We turned around and we just went and we went for it. And we scored two more goals after that. And we kept going for it. Like we weren't content with it. He goes, that's what I've been saying. And I'm like sitting here going, Bundy, that's what I've been saying. Like, (laughs) the guy gets it, and yeah,
1: I mean, you know, and it's look, a a, a soccer player should be able to be be given the freedom to express himself on the pitch. Otherwise, what are you doing, right? Obviously, to a certain point. I mean, you know, you're gonna have your tacticians and your and your master uh uh, tacticians that you know gonna be are gonna tell you like, look, this is why I put you in this area. This is why I need you to hold this area down, and this is why you need to do this during this time. Whatever. Okay, cool. But you know, you have to give them an opportunity to to express themselves from time to time, and, and get out of the mold of of playing for the system, and let them play for themselves and 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 express themselves. You yep. know, yep. We have a lot. We have a lot of talented players. Like I said, you know, we've seen glimpses. We've seen glimpses, obviously, from Darwin Quintero, right? From Sebas from Fafa, you know, from Seca, you know, from 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 Lundy. We, I mean, these players, all these players have have something to offer as far as skill level and talent, even though we've seen it, we, I mean, and, and even though we've seen them for the last couple of years together and they and they just suck as far as results and and as far as team building goes, but I mean, but you always see this little spark from one of them every once in a while that shows, them, that shows up and we're like, damn, man, if you can only do that for, you know, a little bit more often, you know, we can turn some of these ties into wins or some of these losses into ties and get some more points, but, I don't. I don't always put it on the players because sometimes, like I said, like he, like uh, I was Matt Doyle who mentioned it. You know, sometimes all you all you have to do is just put the player in the in their best position to go out there and succeed, and let them run with it. Get out the way. And and I honestly, I think that's what that's what Bundy basically did. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yep. I, I don't. I don't remember hearing him talk. You know, ex, explaining anything as far as like, oh, I need this is why I need you hear this and that. No, he just said, hey, look, go have fun, go out there, go do your thing. You know, and 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 if we mess up, that's fine. We'll pick each other up, and we'll, and we'll go after it. Like I
0: I loved it because effectively, and I'm gonna piggyback on what you said. You know, I I've been saying this because when we talked Paulo out, when we were first talking it, you asked me the question, "Why are you Paulo out?" And I said, "It's pretty simple. Paulo continues to put players in positions to fail, not to succeed. He is not putting guys in positions to get the most out of how they play, and." I, you just see it. The guys are loose. They are literally, it, it's like, and, and don't, don't get me wrong, this is probably almost exactly what he said to the guys. Look, go out there and play the damn game. You're professionals. You know how to play. I don't need to coach you how to play soccer. You go out there and you play soccer. The, you as a group are better than what they're going to put on the pitch tonight.
1: Just damn, go out there look, and
0: play the damn game.
1: Look, 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 look. So, so, sometimes, look, even the best coaches overthink and, and overcoach Sometimes, especially you know,
0: especially when the team is struggling consistently.
1: Exactly. You start you know, to second guess that. You start and and, and that's understandable. And that's and that's fine. And like I said, you know, and we're talking about experienced coaches that have a number of a number of years under their belts with big clubs around the world, right? Our last two coaches have been rookie coaches, their first time coaching professional players, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, right? They have a lot of different they have a lot of things and similar similarities. And when they when they when they hit the wall, as far as like why is this team not functioning the way it's supposed to be functioning? Because we have the level of talent that we that 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 we have to make a playoff run, you know. Obviously, they start to crumble, you know, because they haven't been dealt with this with this before, you know. Because like I said, look, Paulo comes from a, from from SKC two, right? A youth development club. That didn't care about winning. All they, all they cared about was developing their players and making sure they got minutes and things like that. Because obviously his his SK2 record shows it. He was nowhere near a winning head coach, you know, in, in, in that development and that development league. You know, all, all they worried about was just making sure that their high talented youth players were getting minutes and were getting were, we're understanding the SKC system and things of that nature. That's what they tab Ramos. Yeah, he did a lot of winning with the U.S. youth national team, national team. But at the same time, you're teaching young boys who are trying to make it to the next level as professionals, and who are willing to run through a brick wall three times in a row if you ask them to. If that's what if that's what they have to do to make it to the next level, as opposed to coaching professionals who are already there, who've been there, done that. You know, you you can't you can't come with the same system. You can't can't you can't come with the same with the same methods. You know, it's like. If if I'm t- if I'm if I have a 15 year old who might have a lot of talent but it's just raw, then yeah, then I'm gonna take him aside and be like, hey, this is why you need to be on this side and this and play it from this angle instead of this. That I'm not I'm not doing that with a 28, 29 year old soccer player who's been playing you know professionally for the last 10 years, you know, who understands that I need to be there more as a motivator towards for for him, somebody to kind of light a fire under his ass and let him know that, dude. You're here for a reason. We believe in your talent, and we think that you can so you can help us get to whatever level we're trying to get to. But these last two coaches have not done that, and, and, and all Bundy did was simplify the the aspect of coaching and it was just and was just their number one cheerleader. Yeah, it, all, that's all he was. He was the number one cheerleader for the whole squad. It's like he took the training
0: wheels and the governor off the engine, and he said, "All right, drive the damn the damn bus because you know <laughs> drive the damn car." Because you got the wheels, you got the engine, you got everything you need, just drive. And the guys yeah. went out and they just drove. And it looked great. Yeah. I was like, man, just, and I said this, like, this is what I've been saying all season, that this team, these players, and I said this back in the tab regime too, but these players are good enough to compete. Now, I'm not saying they're going to compete for MLS Cups or anything like that, or, you know, top four or whatever. But what I'm saying is they're good enough to compete for playoffs. They they should be at that level to compete for playoffs. And what we saw and this is me just reaffirming for anybody who still questions why Paolo should have been fired. Um, but these guys, it, it's clear. There is a night and day, absolute difference between the way that these players played with Paolo at, at, as coach and the way that they played last night with Bundy as coach. And, they look relieved. and what?
1: They look relieved.
0: They look relieved and they look like they believe in themselves, in the team, in the coach. Like, I, I, you know, and, and, you know, to George's point, I mean, Saran looked kind of renewed out there. Coco was a man possessed going at 80, 80th minute runs after playing the entire match. Like, he was like, bro, I'm happened? supposed to be Guess tired now? Yesterday.
1: No, let's go. Let's run hard. Guess what happened yesterday? instead of Fafa having two offside calls like he had like he usually has per his, per his game he had two goals instead Bro, no offside calls can we
0: talk about that goal though can we talk um, about that shot from just the top of the box i mean
1: dude i mean it, it, was, it was i mean it's his best goal as a dynamo player i mean uh, by I mean, far by, by, like by not far even close. i can't really think of, i can't really think of any other 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 unless it was a tapping or a pk but that was his <laughs> best goal as, as a dynamo dynamo player for sure and look if Fafa is capable of that, then cool. You know, then that's great. And if, but man, but but, but where has it been? You know, and like I said, it, I'm not I'm not p- placing the blame on Fafa per se on him on him on him or any other player per se, per se, right? But sometimes I think it's hard to do what you got to do when when you when they're asking you like, oh, when Tab is is, is pounding you like, we got to get back on the defense. We got to get back on defense. Okay, that's cool. But dude, like we just paid a million and, and, and Dom Garber bucks for Tim Parker. We just paid like another million in transfer fee to bring in teenage Adibi to be our DP. Like, like why, why do I have to run back from all this away side to come defend on this side, even though it's appreciated, don't get me wrong. You know, it has to be done from time to time. I understand that, but to be, to do it all the times, that's why our our offensive players are so tired and it can never be open. It can never make a run into the box it can never create any separation.
0: I, I don't know if you saw this during the match. I may have been the only one that keyed in on this, but there was a series of plays. It was not very long, maybe like a minute, where uh, Lundqvist had, uh, had had run up on the left side, and Fafa, uh, he kept going with the ball, so Fafa just slowly tracked back. He got into position. Fafa played left back for like a minute, a solid straight, and actually played defense for a solid straight minute. But here's mm-hmm. the difference. He wasn't playing defense and then immediately turning around and trying to counterattack. He was, give, you know, the ball was switched to the other side so that he could catch his breath and he could make his way back into position. So I think that was a big difference, too, is, is there's kind of two things that I noticed tactically, and, and yeah. you know, Bundy had brought it up. He said, we're going to do some tactical things that we haven't done before. You know, hopefully people catch it, but they may not. They're not really going to be easy to see. But this is what I saw. Number one, selective pressing pressing when it is when it is 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 in your best interest pressing Mm -hmm. when it matters pressing when it's important pressing when you're starting to feel that momentum change not just pressing to simply press every single time another player has a ball so pressing with purpose is what i call it pressing with purpose so they did that and then the second thing was the interchanging the covering back you know, the, the guys were rotating or out. They weren't just coming back and then you had three guys in a line trying to defend one or two, you know, two offensive players. What you had was you had guys spaced out, guys who were positionally well placed to hit, you know, to cover for the the, the passing lanes, but also cover if a guy got by somebody else. And then they were rotating around. The the one thing that that from a defensive standpoint, tactically, that we have not done in a very long time is cover defense. We've just oh. relied on one V one style defending that if that one player's beat, oh, oh, man, we're screwed. Now, if that one player is beat, there's somebody right there behind him to step up and be that next defender. Now you're not just defending. You're not just attacking against one defender. You're attacking against a team and it is much harder to break a a you know strand of three chords as they say than it is to break a single stick
1: no for sure man and like i said these are professional soccer players they're players that played all around the world they're for different teams who've won and and different leagues and things like that so i mean you're not dealing with with rookies who have who have no experience they know what they need to do they know what they're there they're what they're there to do so let them do it yeah you know let let realistically let them do it look look is our defense going to get beat from time to time? Yeah, everybody's defense gets beat from time to time. The best defenses in the world get beat from time to time. You know, sometimes you just have a player who's just balling out of their minds. You know, and they're doing everything perfect, and they're and they're, the ball's just going into the net that specific night. You can't blame them for that, right? But you got to be up there to lift them and, and pick them up and let them know, hey, you're you're good, man. You're still you're still, you're still our guy. What? What? Blah blah blah. Right? There's gonna be times where hey, our forwards. Are beating everybody to the punch. They're 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 getting sh- many shooting opportunities. Like I said, the Dynamo lead the league and expect expected goals. You know, but the the ball just isn't going into the back of the net. You have to be there to look, man. Don't worry, man. You got the next one. You got it. Don't worry. You know, we know what kind of talent you got. We know what you're capable of. Fafa, hey man, I we appreciate the hustle that you got, man. Like you just need to tone it down a little bit. You know, you know, kind of let let the pass come to you, not really just. You know go to the past whatever like just relax a little bit you got to be there to kind of just calm them remind them of of why they're here why why we why we chose them to to represent us you know and let and let them and just kind of let them know that hey man don't worry about it you know you 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 got it we believe in you
0: so another thing (laughs) agreed agreed wholeheartedly but another thing because i'm not going to get off this soapbox for a little bit but another thing that we saw last night that we haven't seen in I don't know how long. And how many times have you and I said this specifically, whether we're at a match watching it together or we're at a watch party watching it together or just here on the show. Make the gosh darn back post far post run, would you please? Look at that Corey Baird freaking service across the box to a wide open Darwin Quintero streaking. And what a freaking team goal, man. I was just like,
1: all right. Hey, man, shout shout, shout, out to Bunny too for awakening Corey Baird. I know because I mean, I know I they said that I know this there was talking about the telecast that, you know, obviously the injury that he sustained, it takes, it takes a little bit of a while. And I, I understand it completely. Don't get me wrong. Right. But you know, obviously because of everything that was going on with the dynamo, we're all fixated on the negatives that's going on. And obviously bear for the money that he came in from LAFC, you know, we were expecting him to be contributing and he obviously wasn't for the, for the majority of the season until, you know, uh, as of late and, you know, now, and now it's like, well, damn, you know, if this is the Corey Bear we're going to get from here on out, then now you're thinking about like, man, maybe he's one of the players we actually do keep, you know, instead of like where we've been wholeheartedly been 100%. No, get Baird out of here, you know, get Baird out of here. But, you know, let's not forget he is he is a former U.S. national team player. You know, he obviously has a skill set because otherwise he wouldn't be called up for that, for, for that prestige uh, and things of that nature. And the only reason he got traded from LASC is because, you know, LASC always brings in uh, world-class players. So, you know, and with that being said, I mean, who knows? Maybe this kind of resurrects bear, Bear's time to here, here in Houston. And and hopefully he shows up these last four games and really shows what, what, we, what he really has and we can look forward to for next season. But who knows? Like I said, um, but for one game, I think Baird, you know, obviously, I think two assists in the game, both assists to the, the to the Cantaro the goal and then, the, obviously, the last Fafa goal. Um, he doubled his assist total in one night.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the other thing, and I want to call this out from the game because it is something that, uh, you know, first of all, uh, Corey Baird has pace since when? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Uh, yeah. yeah, Like you said, my dude looks unlocked, bro. And and I, like you said, yes, he was injured. You know, it's going to take a while to come back from an injury like that, whatever, whatever. I mean, the guy went out and proved it. He's, he's, you know, if, if it was a matter, he needed to get to hundred percent. Okay, fine. He's at hundred percent. Clearly that's the best I've seen him play. Probably since he got here, he, he had a couple of good matches when he first got here, Mm -hmm. but that was just next level. And it obviously it helps. The other thing that I saw, and this is important. Baird played so well, and yes, he had he had a couple of misses that he should have made. Okay, look, that's Baird in a nutshell. We all know that's going to happen at least once a match, if not twice. But because he played so well, when you brought Quinones on late, what a luxury piece to bring on late from a depth perspective, man. Mm-hmm.
1: Quinones looks like the Dude. deal, bro. <laughs> you know, like, like I said, you know, for obviously for as good as Fafa and, and Baird, the two wingers that played are looking, man. I, I want to see Quinones a full ninety. I just I wanna see him. I don't I mean I man that, that kid for the last 10 minutes that he's come on the last four or five matches or however many matches he's played for, like it it looks it looks easy to him.
0: And nineteen you know, like, and, and like, at nineteen, like, at nineteen exactly. has the mental football awareness to take it to the damn flag with less than a minute to
1: play. Can we talk about this for a second? Can yeah, we I'm, talk about I mean, this for a second? Look, like I said, look, I mean, you know. Oh. Look, this, this, you're talking about a kid who's 19 years old who you can expect. Hey, that you might have to have a little bit of a coaching moment because he's still young or whatever. But to have the the the, the soccer IQ to know that, hey, you know what, we're winning three one. Yeah, what I want, to, what I, a youngster for the most part would be like. Yeah, I want to go attack and go try to score this goal for myself personally. But you know, he was thinking about the team and obviously what the team needed and what the team need to kind of pick them up a little bit is a, a win, especially a win at home. You know, we haven't won in a while, yeah. And that's what he did. He went to he went to the corner. He battled it out for a little bit. Didn't do a really good job battling that. But you know, it, was, it you know it was the intent that counted. He got it. You know, uh, no,
0: he went to the corner and he won a throw in for
1: yeah. us. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Uh, but you know what? With, with that being said, look, I think Jonas deserves an opportunity to start. Maybe maybe the next game or the game after that. Uh, but yeah, I, I want to see him because, like I said, I see how he moves with the ball, and it looks simple to him. It look the, the, the speed of the game. It's, it's not affecting he's him. He's fluid. All.
0: He's fluid with that ball at his feet too, and yes, he's sir. strong. Oh, that's something, right? We haven't had a strong winger in so long. A guy that he just he shakes off tackles. Guys who sit there trying to be physical, and he's just holding the ball. I'm like, I and, like and this he's kid. He's nineteen
1: years old, so he's gonna uh, this he's gonna have an officer to build up, you know, to build a little bit of muscle, you know, and and obviously work on his speed. You know, and he's a speedy guy too. So I mean, I'm I'm excited for I'm excited for to have a legit prospect. On the attacking side of the ball we went
0: we went from Thiago to Kinones in in one yeah. season bro you
1: know, like, <laughs> like i said shout out to those guys for you know for for admitting to their mistake with the Thiago transfer and 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 keeping and keeping uh and keeping it real really holding it down and and going out there you know and and trying to look for a player like, uh, uh, that they could to replace him and there you go with Kionis.
0: Yeah, and uh, another player who actually looked better than I think I've seen him look in a while was Memo. Uh yeah. man, that that run into the box, that pass—I don't even know who passed him the ball. I don't remember, but that uh, maybe it was Fafa. But that pass to just slot that little through ball, and he was the fact that he hit it right at the keeper pissed me off, of course. But the fact I think that he—it it, might have been Bird. Uh, Bird could have had a hat trick of assists. Damn it, Memo. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, talk about, a, a, first of all, the vision and the the wherewithal to put that ball where he did, but two, for Memo to at least have the, the awareness to make that run and get in behind the defense in their own box, we don't, I can't think of the last time we did that in a match other than last night. Like, little things like that just add up, man. They make the game feel easier. They make the flow feel better. So now I got to ask a question. And this is the question I've been dreading having to ask because it's a, shit question to have to ask, but I have to ask it, right? The team did that without Hector Herrera. Hmm. The team has looked better than they've looked since Hector Herrera got here with Hector Herrera not even on the bench. I'm not saying Hector Herrera is part of the problem, but I am saying he's not the solution and he was never the solution.
1: You know, I mean, we got to take it back to before he came in, right? I mean, I, I, you said it yourself. I said it myself too. We we have we have the archives to prove it that you know, for those who think that Hector's going to come in and he's going to be the problem solver to this to, to to whatever problem that we're having here with the club, they're completely wrong. To be fair, you we know? also
0: didn't know at that point how bad Paulo was as a coach. We yeah, hadn't got that, that point that, yet, that, too.
1: That, that that too, that too. I mean, we were kind of riding a little bit of a high because we were so close to Hector coming over. So we kind of just kind of ah whatever. But you know, but those who obviously have to analyze the game a little bit like myself and you because we do the show, you know, I was still like, yo, like, okay, I'm glad that Hector's about to come on, but you know, there's something more to this than just Hector coming on and he's going to save the day yep. like nah, That's not going to happen. But anyways. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I knew the, for the position that Hector plays, he's not, he's not involved enough in the attacking prospect of the pit uh, of the, uh, of the, of the game to make, too much of an effect you know and i know because of of what of, of, of the position he plays for the mexico national team and obviously like the spanish medium media will go and be like well you know hector harris supposed to be this player he's he's he was brought in he's their top playing higher player he needs to go out here and and you know and showcase his skills and xyz and that's yeah that's great yeah but like i said you also got to follow with what the coach says and as we mentioned earlier nagamara seems like he was holding everybody back so i mean and Herrera's only only been in the club for like a month or two you know up to this point so i mean he kind of has to follow suit you know especially you can't disrespect the coach being the being the number one guy in the club either you know he can't go come barely come in and just go toe to toe with the head coach right off the bat like that's not gonna, that's not a good look for 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 a club culture or for a winning culture that you're trying to build here so you know regardless of whatever the point was i mean look I'm going to put an asterisk this for Hector Herrera. I I think, I think, look, if he doesn't play this season again, that's fine with me. Uh, And and we'll just start, we'll just put the, we'll just press the restart button next season with Hector Herrera and obviously, and hopefully with a better squad around him. Uh, And then we'll see what happens there. But like, as far as like, you know, are the Dynamo better, better without Hector Herrera? Nah, I mean, look, Hector, Hector is talented. He has, he has, Uh, obviously, talents that are going to make the squad better and and, and make them, you know, a lot more efficient. But, you know, obviously, a lot of variables go into that question. It's kind of a loaded question, if you ask me. Because, you know, when you bring in a place, it's like like you're telling me, you know, when the Galaxy had Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and he was scoring 30 goals a year, you know, but they weren't making the playoffs you know, well, does, do they, would they be better without slots? I'm like, no, they wouldn't be better without slots on, I mean, you know, you know? So yeah, that's, that's my, that's my answer to it. Yeah. I think we're just going to have to put a restart on sure.
0: So next question is, and and George kind of brought this up, but you know, we're stacked at center mid, we've got Coco, we've got Seren, we've got Ace Ace, and I think, and in, in, you also have to include Vera in there and technically Memo, although Memo should be more of an attacking player. Uh, and Brooklyn Reigns coming in. And Brooklyn Reigns and Juan Castilla. If you want to go that route and technically Palomino too.
1: He's more attacking midfield, but okay.
0: Uh Castillo plays actually Castillo Castilla plays uh uh plays defensive midfielder for the for dos. Like actual defensive
1: midfielder. I saw him at his attacking, and is on under U20 for Colombia.
0: Yeah, because he can play both positions, but his oh. like position for dose is mid. Anyways, the so what I'm asking is who's out of that group? Like, because you ain't bringing seven center mids back next season. No, 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 no that's no. not going to I the mean, number, I
1: mean you, 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 obviously, you have to look at the ones who are versatile. I mean, you, can, you can't you can just have a midfield who's only able to play one. And if that's the case, then look, man, you know, Memo has to go because Memo can't play any, any of them right, to be honest, in my <laughs> in my opinion. Um, you know, obviously, he had a good game yesterday, you know, and I don't want to take that away from him. But, like, you know, I mentioned in the Discord, and on the chat and the search discord, you know, I think Memo's not gonna score for the Dynamo ever again.
0: Hey Memo, think... go out there and score a hat trick so that your value skyrockets so that we can sell you expensive.
1: Or that too, you know, there you go. But I mean, but like, just, I mean, for, for a, a guy who's played multiple positions this season and has grabbed as many minutes as he's grabbed and to only provide three assists the whole season, it's, 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 it's a shame, dude, like realistically. And like I said, there's a different n- numerous amount of, of variables that go into account because obviously I can't really even say Nagamaru is holding him back because I think Nagamaru is like his number one fan because he played him in so many different positions in the midfield and obviously as a winger, right? But, you know, with that being said, still, it's the, 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 the stats weren't there and obviously the play wasn't there either. So Memo would be the first one I would get rid of as far as, you know, that. Um, obviously, you have to look as far as, you know, what you're looking for is characteristically as far as, as far as a player. Look, I'm I, I've been a fan of Vera. I, I I I think I hold Vera very highly in my opinion, but as of late, Vera has been slipping a lot, um, you know, and we have to take that into consideration and obviously what we pay Vera and obviously his, his stature, you know, for a sense for a, for him to be primarily a, a number six, which Vera is, he's, he is, his primary position is a six. He doesn't play a, he doesn't play a, a ten, he doesn't play a seven. He doesn't do any of that. He just plays a six, for his stature and for the talent level that's coming in uh, into MLS. I think I want somebody a little bit more physical, has a little bit more stature to, to them. To them, so I think I would place Vera out ahead of Seren because I think Saran, obviously, he, we know he makes his mistakes, but he has that stature. He knows how to play. He plays smart from time to time. You know, I mean, obviously, he's gonna have his bonehead moments where he gets two yellows in five minutes or or he throws an elbow at a player and he gets a red card on the road or whatever he's gonna have those moments but you know you're not you this is your bench you know this is your, we're talking about a bench player who, who can come on to spot spot start or whenever you need uh uh a last 10 minutes of a, a destroyer out there to hold down for 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 whatever result you have at the moment and i think Saran is perfect for that um you know as far as far as like, you know, with what's going on, you know, I think we've seen a lot of surrender because we've been asking him to do a lot more than what we should really want him to do. But that's obviously because of the situation of the team, you know, with it being so lackluster. Um, obviously, Herrera and Coco are not going anywhere. He signed Coco uh, on a permanent basis, so he's here to stay. I'm excited about that. I think Coco is a really good player. Uh, Herrera, obviously, like I mentioned earlier, uh, I think we just need to put a push the reset button on that experience on, the, on that experience here for next season, and just you know, kind of scratch out what's going on, what happened here. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, obviously for me, it'd be Herrera, Coco, and uh, Siren and Brooklyn Reigns. Those are the guys I'm bringing back. And as far as like Memo Vera and uh, yeah, Memo and Vera, those those are the guys I'm I'm kicking out. Uh, Castillas, like I said, I, I guess we'll have to see how his improvement goes if he if he's able to make that next step up and be a first team contributor we'll see i don't know like i said it just depends on the next coach that comes in and how much you he he values bringing in youth players or if he's going to be one of those coaches that no I, I need this squad i need a squad full of veterans we'll see uh but yeah that's that's who i'm keeping that's who i'm going uh, that's who i'm tossing out
0: i don't have an answer I don't because we still have you know uh, uh, three games left, four games left. I don't I don't remember how many we got left. Well, but... I
1: mean, I, I'm just going off the basis off the off the video of work that we've seen. Yeah, so, no, I mean, no, you know... I'm not
0: I'm not knocking your choices. I think your choices are probably you know fair. I I disagree on look... Seren. I know a lot of people are high on Seren and have been, but for me personally, you know, even off the bench, I think there are better options. Um, I just I do. Um, I think he you know commands more money than he's probably ultimately worth. Um and your depth has to start becoming good enough to start
1: uh yeah no no and i and i agree with that like i said but you know but but we also have to be realistic with what we're trying to, what the dynamo are going to be able to do this offseason you know like and and it goes into any offseason right even though we're, we 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 were saying like oh man this this whole list amount of players are out of contract yeah but even though this whole list amount of players are out of contract it's going to be cheaper to keep some of these players around as opposed to blowing off the whole team and having to go bring all these different players in from all different places and do all these different mechanisms or whatever, you know, we also, we also have to understand that unless just Ted is just going to pull out unlimited amounts of resources, which, I mean, like I said, it's it's still to be seen. Right. But, you know, but, but just to be on the more realistic side of things, you know, we have to understand that, you know, even though there will be a turnaround there there will there will be a a handful or more of new faces coming to the squad next season that you know would I be surprised to see Vera back next season no would I be surprised to see seren back next season no I wouldn't be would I be surprised if both of them are gone I wouldn't be you know it just depends on who comes in and what and what they're targeting in the off season but uh, but yeah, but like I said, you know my reason for going for surrenderno over Vera is just more of a physique you know uh no, I,
0: I, I agree. If it's coming down to you keep one of Seren or Vera, you keep Seren. I, I agree with that because I think that the other the other caveat to that is Vera is making more than Seren. Um, and what Vera has given you at the same position is it, it is roughly equitable. So why pay more money for the same thing? Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. So that, that was kind of my notion as well. Like I said, there was a moment in time where Vera w- was the best or, or at least one of the top two, three players of the Dynamo for the Dynamo since he's been here, right? He's, he's, he's been that guy for a minute, but like I said, like the last couple of months, he's just kind of faltered. I don't, I don't know if it's just the, the culture getting to him where it's just like, you know, it's just been losing after losing after losing. And, and that's understandable. You know, you, you take a player out of a losing, a losing situation, move him somewhere else. All of a sudden this guy's amazing. You know, look at examples for like Christian Ramirez, you know, with, he wasn't doing shit here. And, you know, you sent him to Scotland and he's over there. He's, 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 he's fighting for the golden boot over there. You know, uh, 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 Kyoto, you know, he was having issues here. All of a sudden he sent him to Canada and look, he's top five in MLS scoring, you know? So you sometimes players just need a brand new environment to flourish. And I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so George tongue in cheek asked, uh, no, actually it wasn't George, uh, What's up, Georgie? evil. He said, uh, keep Beto
1: evil better yeah. better avila <laughs> beto? Yeah, i mean obviously bet Be- bet oh, i call him beto i don't know i don't know if Beto is the right way but uh, beto beto um uh, uh i mean look beto i mean he he's a dino dose player who got signed to first contracts and congratulations to him he, he's 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 further along than let's say uh a castillas or when you know or or, or palomino even because he's gotten first team minutes right the other two guys have signed for a team contract, but they haven't seen the pitch with the first team. So he's a little bit ahead of, of, the, of the rest of them. And they, they gave him that contract for a reason. You know, so I don't think they're just willing to just go, oh, we messed up and that's it. I mean, no, they've had eyes on this guy. He's been with the academy. He's gone through the Dino Dose. He was scoring with Dino Dose. He's shown flashes of what he, can, what he can do. But keep in mind, he's a rookie. He's, he's what, 20 years old, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, I don't 20. know how old. How, how? 20. Okay, has a twenty years old, twenty year old kid. You know, first time, first first team experience. You know, making it to the big leagues. He's a professional soccer player now. He's reached one of his goals of his life. You know, it, you know, maybe next season now he has a full off season with the first team, not with the Dino Dose, but the first team. Now that he's a professional player, you know, and maybe he takes a a giant leap and he shows out. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I, I uh, I'd like to see him get some minutes with Bundy as coach. And I, I say that because this is a coach that's familiar with him as a player, a yeah. coach that, you know, has shown that he can put players in a position to succeed uh, a coach that, you know, has shown he understands the players that are, you know, available to him. Uh, and so I'd like to see Beto under, under Bundy. Cause now, right.
1: He could be a totally different player for all we know. Once he, yeah, he could, he could, he could be, and, but now I'll tell you what, what I see from my standpoint, personally, that might count against him, you know, because like, again for the position he plays, he's playing a wing right yep so he's just so his stature is as a little he's a, he's a little he's a little player you know with, with, for a lack of a term and you know and you, you see somebody like kionis and compare him it's like yo like this is you're talking about like Keyonis Beto got
0: like, beta gotta hit that uh he gotta hit that weight room
1: well, not just that, but I mean, but I mean, like he, he, if he's if he's gonna be short the he needs he needs to be at least stout, you know, and be able to move around and stuff like that, and can't be pushed around. Because obviously, if he's going up against players like Walker Zimmerman or you know, or or, or Akil, Akilin, you know, or, or whatever top center backs that are out there in MLS, you know, they're if you're getting pushed aside, then, you, then you're not doing us any any good. And and and, that, and that's point in blank. That's not that's no disrespect to to Beto or no or no, I'm not here trying to say that Kionis is better than Beto or, or vice versa. But I seen Beto and I seen Kionis and Kionis, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, the game looks easy. The flow of the game looks super slow to him. He looks like it's nothing to him, and he's out there ready to go whenever the team is willing to give him minutes. Yeah, and I think
0: I think if I'm not mistaken, Quinones is on a he's on a loan this year and then option to buy at the end of the season. I yeah, I think there's sure. almost no doubt we're going to go for that option.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to I think they're going to pick that up as soon as as soon as they as soon as they're able to and and I'm I'm excited to see the his future with us. Agreed 100%.
0: Um let's talk another position of interest going into the uh off season and the last few matches. Who do you want to see at center back to close out the season? And who are you done with? Who is your center back that you're like, I don't want to see this guy anymore?
1: Well, I mean, like, the easy answer would be, you know, obviously because Teenage is a DP and he's not living up to the DP contract, right? But he can be bought down, right? But as, if we're, if we're just talking about this, just pure talent as far as like, okay, it doesn't matter what he's costing me. This is who I want to see. The, the two people I want to see, obviously, are Bartlow and, and I, want to see, I need to see Teenage, right? Parker, for me, I, I don't know. I I, I, I like Parker, but, part, but Parker sometimes, for me, it just seems like he makes silly mistakes for for such a veteran player. You know, for somebody who's supposed to be that anchor for us to make just thoughtless mistakes sometimes, and it's like, God, you know, come on, Parker, like like yes, it is game for sure. You know, for for example, you know, obviously that penalty they gave up. There was no need for that tackle. Realistically, there was no need for that tackle. The 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 guy had no angle to shoot. You know, he had it on the, on his on his opposite foot, and yet he, Parker's over there diving at him, like you know, like this guy's about to score the the game when he's going. it's like, nah, dude, come on, you, you can't you can't do that. You got to be a little bit more intuitive in with the, with the game and what's going on in the situation. Um, so, I mean, I want to see Teenage and Barlow the last four games together, uh, obviously, but you know. Dynamo did invest a lot in Tim Parker as well. So, honestly, I, I see why they want to keep him there. You know, and obviously he's a voice. He's he's one of those rah-rah guys, you know, who are going to be out there like, you know, just, hey, come on, let's do it, blah, 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 you know, be the kind of the, the, the loud guy in the room. But you can only be the loud guy in the room so, so much, and you, you got to show it on the pitch as well. And I think Bartlow, for the, the time that he's been out there, he's shown a lot of progression. He's shown a lot of good games. He's had really good games. Um, you know, we invested a high draft pick in him. So, I mean, you, you, at, at some point you have to kind of like let him sink or swim. So, I mean, why not these last four games go out there and do, and, and, and show us that, that you were worth that number six pick or whatever pick it was.
0: And, and let's be fair to, to Bartlow. One of the best defensive performances of the season came when he and Parker paired up against LAFC and yeah. Steve Clark decided to stand completely on his head and Tim Parker and Ethan Bartlow both followed suit and proceeded to make saves of their own on the goal line repeatedly <laughs> to keep bail out of goal, which that in and of itself says a lot. Uh Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I think that I want to see more Bartlow. Um I'm kind of torn between Parker and, and Hedevi for a lot of the same reasons you just said. I, I don't want to see any more Asteras unless it's in a, you know, sub situation late in a match yeah, I or, mean, I
1: mean, dude, look, you know, you, Stair- somebody
0: got a red card or got an injury and he's the only option type of thing. You know, I agree look,
1: with that. Look, and we're not, I'm not, well, at least from my end, I'm not, I'm not trying to disrespect stairs. I mean stairs as a fourth center back. I think that's great. Absolutely. 100%. You know, I mean, he's, he's he's done the job for us. I mean, like he, 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 he we, I'm, I'm surprised he's played as much as he, as he has, obviously because of injuries and things of that nature, but for the times that he's gone in there, He's, he's, he's done his job and he's actually scored a couple of goals as a center back, which we don't get that much from a, from a, from a dynamo perspective. You know, we like a center back should be able to score uh, from like two to two to four or five goals a, a season, you know, off of free kicks and, and, and set pieces and, and things like that. But it just doesn't happen for us. And for him to score, I think what he's, I think he has two or three goals a season for us that's great. That's, that's one of the huge positives that stairs brings that he is out there with a scoring prowess when, when, you know, when set pieces are, are, are happening.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I kind of agree with you as a fourth CB, but then I'm also going to kind of caveat that with going into the off season, you've got two guys down at dose that both signed short-term loan, uh, short-term loans from dose to you know play minutes here here with the senior team guys that ha- have been you know chomping at the bit for an opportunity uh you know in Mikal uh da silva and uh map uh you know tyler Ma- uh, dylan maples dylan maples sorry um and uh and so you know guys I
1: seen... go All ahead right, i'm sorry no go ahead you're good no, right. i i know I what still... i was gonna say you're good i said i i haven't seen too much of, of Mikhail and obviously maples to to have a have a, a a real fluent opinion as far as like you know. Obviously, I know they're up and coming. Obviously, I know they're, they're doing great with dino Dose. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in the position they're in right now. So obviously, the the progression level will be as well. Then we got to get these guys promoted to the next to the next level. See what they can do there.
0: And and so that uh, that's what I was gonna say. And and you're kind of helping make my point, which I appreciate unintentionally as it is. But why but do we, you? I mean, the only reason you keep a guy like stairs on the bench then at that point is your four CB is because you want the veteran experience to be able to bring a guy on late or something like that. But I think you have to also look at the fact that Maples has multiple goals at center back for Dose. Same kind of player to what Asteres is in terms of his just understanding of the game. You watch how, you know, and I've watched him at Dynados in, in a few matches and things like that. And he's just, a, he's a good center back. He's a solid center back. And I could see him pairing up with a Bartlow or even Bartlow pairing up with the Silva, you know, whatever. But my point being, that maybe there's a possibility next season that maybe you don't need either teenage or Parker uh as a center back and and maybe you just keep stare as your backup option and you I you know it's unusual to start two rookies essentially but you're not starting a rookie because Bartlow's not a rookie at that point so I know it's crazy, but that is something to consider. And, and I can tell you right off the bat that Maples or Da Silva are going to bring you more pace than Parker's going to have. Now they're not going to bring you more pace than a Hiday because Hiday is just an athletic gifted you know, kid, but you know, at the same time, it, it's worth a consideration. And, and I think it's fair to say that one of those two is likely not going to be with the team in 2023 because they're just both so expensive. And that puts a lot of pressure on your budget when you're you know two of your top you know top five guys that are you know salary wise are both in the same position
1: yeah i mean you know and it's like i said look the mls is, is more uh, and offensively they're going to pay their offensive players more than what they're paying their defensive players in this league obviously and for the dynamo to be doing the vice versa where you got two of the your top five players being your, your starting two center backs it would be one thing if the Dynamo had the number one defense in the seat in the league, you know. Then they'd be like, "Oh, okay, then yeah, for sure." Then I I see why they invested on on the defensive side, like they did because these guys are shutting guy, are shutting down the guys. Uh, they're not they're not scoring goals on us, whatever, right? But that's not the point, right? Um, I know there was a lot of hype when Tim Parker came in first, you know. Obviously, because you know for the amount of money that they paid for him and Gam Bucks or whatever they call it. Nowadays, and obviously the 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 DP status that teenage got when he got signed with the Dynamo at the beginning of of of, of Ted's uh uh run here with the, with the club. Um, so I mean, yeah, there's a, there was a lot of promise there, but I mean, just hasn't been fulfilled, you know. And and you can't like you like you said, you can you can't have two of your top five players make that much amount of money and not get the results you need. You know, it's if you're if you're that's that's the problem here with MLS. Like the the winning teams that are winning in this league, they're they because every club is top heavy, right? But the ones who get it right at the top are the ones winning the championships, or the ones making the runs, the ones making the you know the 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 playoffs, the ones making the Concacaf Champions League, you know, doing that thing. When you get it wrong at your on your top half, then that's when you see the position that we're in with like the Dynamo. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So any other players that either stand out to you as players that you're not interested in seeing next year or that you really want to get a good look at before the end of this season or that you're like, oh, they've got to absolutely be back next year. So one player in particular for me that I think you kind of have to consider bringing back because, again, you pointed it out, we have nobody else at that position And even if they came back and were just one of those guys that got starts, you know, in kind of a a, you know in a sporadic basis, but at least got starts, uh, they could be exceptional. Is Darwin Quintero, and he's not costing you a lot of money on the salary side. So I mean,
1: for for, for, for like like I said, this 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 man, the, the, the Quintero thing is it always it always gets me to a certain place because for what you're paying the guy for the talent that he brings in. Like it's it's a no brainer. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's a it's it's a no brainer. If 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 the season ended tomorrow and I have to pick one player out of the amount of players that 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 are leaving me and there's only one player I can resign sign, he's the player I'm signing back because up to that point I have nobody else. I don't know what's going to happen, right? Because you can go into the offseason plans of of signing, you know, a a a ten million dollar number ten, whatever this and that, but until it actually happens. You don't have anybody else, right? Yeah. And Quintero is literally our only legit MLS level playmaker that we have on the squad. Yeah. And, and and for what you're paying him now, because he's not on DP money anymore. Nope. You know. Yes, you keep him. Whatever. Now, 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 it's up to the coach that comes in to figure out what you're going to use him for. But yes, you resign Quintero. Like I'm all for Quintero coming back next season. You know, I, I I I won't hear any of this. Uh, we should let him go. This and that. Like no. For if he if he, if you're gonna pay him the same amount, you're gonna pay him. You him this year? The like, dude is literally almost giving you ten goals on a part-time basis. Yep. Yep. That's what I was gonna say. Look, if if and, the guy is
0: basically giving you du- and and if he had a coach other than Paolo, he would be on double-digit goals at the very and, least.
1: And and and, and, a, and I think he's top one or two in assists for the team on a yep. part-time on a part-time basis. What's up, Kyle? Yep, I one hundred percent agreed. One hundred percent agreed. So this, so this, this is why I can't, I can't listen to people from the Dynamo fan base, you know, that say, "Oh, we need to get rid of Quintero. He's this, he's that." Like, I, look, we know his limitations as a defender. Everybody knows that he's always been that player who doesn't defend. We know that he didn't do it with Minnesota. He didn't do it with Santos. He didn't do it with Club America. He didn't do it with Columbia. You know, you know. So we know that. So why would we expect something different from a thirty plus year old player? But we know what he can do offensively, yep. and like I said, what he did for us this season on a part-time basis, man, it just again it goes back to like, man, what if Cantero was able to? get, What if we just focused on letting him play freely and play his style, and then just put the players around him, like you know, why yep. can't we just do that? But but yeah, I'm 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 100 percent. Mark me, mark my word on this, whatever. I'm I'm for Darwin Quintero coming back to the Dynamo next season, 100%.
0: Yeah, and he seems bought in, Uh, in general. Like, he seems happy here. I, th- I think he
1: enjoys Houston, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. You know, it, it, it's a, it's a hu- there's a huge Colombian community here. You know, uh, obviously, he uh, there's a large Hispanic uh, Latin uh, players on the team currently. So, I mean, I think he enjoys Houston. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you have a player who wants to be here, let him be here. Let him do his job. Let him do his work.
0: Look, you know, my dude is having a good time when he's laughing at the end of matches. And I pointed it out last night. He was laughing, joking around with some of the young guys. I mean, he he really is having a great time right now. He's enjoying life. And, you know, we talked about how much Bundy is, has played into that a little bit, even in just the two matches that Bundy's had. But, you know, I think part of it is also that, you know, Darwin's, Darwin's that type of player that when he's allowed to just play and to just be himself, it's the best version of Darwin Quintero. You want let, El, let, you want El Cientifico? Guess how you get El Cientifico? You let him just fucking go out there and play. Pardon
1: my friend. Yeah, you, you know, hey, scientists don't get it right. Don't scientists get it wrong more times than they ever get it right? That's right. And anything. Yep. So you gotta let you gotta let that man go out there and play and do his thing. And for, and, and 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 fortunately for us and and this. In this field, he gets he gets it mostly right than he does wrong. We're just not giving him enough opportunity. Absolutely. Um, you know, so like I said, you know, you're talking about being a consultant for the Dynamo here. If anybody's listening, look, let me give you my first free bit of advice. Bring back Darren darn If tell. If you're going to, if he's asking for the same amount, whatever, bring him back. 100%. There you go. Free advice.
0: Now 100%. I'm going to ask you a question that's going to tear your heart out.
1: Well, let, let me ask you one question real quick before you go to the I wanted right. to ask you about a position. All right um Griffin Dorsey and second right back what are we doing there because obviously when second came in you know he came in with a with a bit of a bang a bit of a flare and you know it, he came out with with some pizzazz and and offensively you that's what you want to see out of your, your 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 right back right but you know obviously a defensive side of the ball he's lacking as well but then you see you know Griffin obviously playing a position that he that's not his regular position he's kind of playing there because where the coach wanted him and he obviously right now he's in a position where like look put me wherever i'll play uh we saw what he did with that fantastic goal against lafc um what do you think are we looking for a right back in the offseason season or are we keeping griffin I think, and or seca
0: i think we are i think seca can go back to brazil um uh, and valentine can go find a new new team or retire whichever he wants to do i i think dorsey is a right back as a backup with someone ahead of him that can teach him how to actually play defense is fine. The reason I say that, if you've watched Dorsey in the last two matches, the dude can play. The dude has pace. He's finally been let loose. You know, I'm going to come back to it. He's been told, go out there and play, play your game. And when he's dribbling through the middle of the pitch, he is running and he's running like a Hadavia, He's running like a damn gazelle out there. I mean, he can just flat out go And this was late in the match. Like, yes, he was tired, but he was still running. He was running hard. He was trying to, you know, he was getting involved. And um, I I just think there's benefit to that, especially if he's not having to play every match. He's able to get some rest. So I think you go out and you get a starter quality right back, uh, you know, a wing back or whatever. But I'm going to caveat this, that with this, whoever comes in as coach, Whoever it is, again, it's going to be somebody, and, and I, this is my opinion. It's got to be somebody who knows soccer, knows football. I'm going to trust if they think that Dorsey is the guy, then Dorsey's the guy. But if they come in and they say, no, Seca's the guy, then Seca's the guy. But if they come in and they say, nope, neither of them, I need a legitimate right back, then okay, you need a legitimate right back. Like, I think a lot of what is going to happen and what should happen in this offseason needs to not be dictated on either what we have now or what Pat thinks we have now. But it needs to be decisions that are made by the coach that comes in because it needs to be his team and it needs to be Pat supplementing that. It needs to be Pat bringing in players to fit that instead of the coach having to make the players that we already have or that have been provided for him. Fit the way that he wants to play. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, if you bring a player with a that with ha, kind of has that South American style play, you know, obviously Seca is going to have the advantage in there, right? Uh, but if you bring in a like a, an American base coach or somebody that has a blip, that plays a little bit more physical, maybe gro- Dorsey will have it because he's a little because of his stature, even though his stature is not that that bulky or anything like that. But you know, like I said, it, it's a, it's one of those positions that kind of caught my eye at the end because it, it's kind of up in the air. Yeah, as far 100%. as like. As, as far as the three guys that are there, all three of them can, could not be what it's quite possibly none, none of the three are here next season, you know, for whatever reason. And, and or one or two of them are back next season, you know. Um, like I said, from my standpoint, you know, I like what Griffin has done, you know, to, to be able to adapt to a new position to kind of try to make the best out of it, you know. Do I think he's a MLS quality right back? No, I don't think he is. Obviously, it's it's good to see what he can provide from that as far as the offensive side of the ball because we see what he can do with space and on the wing. But what I what I want him to be finding for a winger spot with the Dynamo not necessarily either. So I mean, it's kind of one of those things where he's a jack of all trades type of player that you that every club needs that you know like hey you know if i need if i need a if somebody 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 gets injured for whatever reason at this spot i know i can throw dorsey on there and he'll he'll make it he'll make it do for the whatever amount of minutes are left in the game so yeah you you throw throw
0: him on there after quinones has been running at him for 75 minutes and give him 15 minutes uh dorsey 15 minutes of tired legs on uh you know opposing defenders and dorsey's gonna Dorsey's gonna just blow by him because
1: he has that pace we've seen it. yeah yeah you know, so I mean, you know, I guess like I said, obviously it just depends on the, uh, what the coach that comes in has in mind. But yep. yeah, it's one of those positions where I wouldn't be surprised if it's a whole brand new batch of players that play that position. But and
0: I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be hurt if that was the decision that was come to, and that that's the way we go. Uh, but it is another position that I think that no matter what we do, we need to look to upgrade the position. Uh, you know, whatever that takes or however that is needed to be done, we need to do that. Uh, so we have just about 13 minutes left. I'm going to ask you one more question uh, on one more player. Uh, I got a question
1: for you after that question. Okay.
0: Well, let's go to your question then, and I'll save mine for after, because mine okay. can wait until next week if necessary.
1: So, I mean, obviously, we've been talking about players who, who I want staying is now. what is there a position right now currently that you're comfortable? Like that, that, that player can play right there right now for next season.
0: Uh, striker with uh, Sebas. That's it? That's the only position that I'm 100% confident in. Well, okay, and, and Steve Clark at goalkeeper. Okay. I'll give you... Uh, so literally, the very tip of the sphere and the very bottom <laughs> of the sphere are the only two positions I'm comfortable with right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm oh, a big... Okay, senior. wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. I got a third position. Left, center, mid with Coco. Okay. I'm comfortable with Coco. Uh, you know, the other side, again, I'm I'm waving on, wavering on Saren and, and Vera and, you know, Ace Ace. But I think Coco on that left side is perfectly fine. Um I'm, I'm I'm qualifying this by saying that Ace Ace is a given, and so I don't feel like I need to even specify that yes, he's back next season, you know, however they decide to play. And we could see a formation change too. So keep that in mind.
1: Yeah, because I mean, like, look, I mean, for as far as like seven like the fact that he scored 11, 11 goals, 10 on an MLS and one in the Open Cup, right? You know, it, it, it's it's kind of like, man, you know. Like what if this guy? Like what? What if you just had Cantaro playing alongside with him for every game? You know, yep. just him. Yep. Let's not even say. Let's not even say any, any more like talented, But just Cantaro, somebody who who can feed him the ball because for, for there was a little, there was a little period of time where they were kind of connecting really well, and then obviously Cantaro goes back to the bench. Sebas is 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 not playing for whatever reason, even though he's your DP number nine. You know, even though you paid all this transfer money to to get him. You know, he's sitting on the bench for or whoever we decided to play at that time i don't even remember who it might have been thor or, 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 or I don't, yeah, I don't know. yeah it was thor it was thor uh, but but like but like you know yeah Sevas, i mean like i said could very easily be at 20 goals i think you know he has that skill he has that he has that uh that that i mean obviously yesterday's game was kind of wasn't that good of a game for him and for him missing that penalty kick was just kind of uh you know, especially for for me for me riding him really for for this whole season as far as being the cheerleader for him to like man, he he's he, we did good on that signing. But yeah, I honestly think he would be 20 goals easily at this moment if he had legit service. Um you hear Eddie Robinson and Glenn talk about it every it seems like every game. If Savos had legit service, if Savos had quality service, if Savos had mls on par service you know this guy would be at 15 goals for sure 20 goals maybe possibly you know? I, I
0: think there's no doubt he'd be at 20 goals i mean you know how many matches did he have maybe uh, at, if he was lucky two chances that he basically had to create himself i mean yeah. you know there were numerous times that just there was nothing being generated around him and it just fell to him to make something happen
1: um, yeah, and, and Sanford says something about Thor brought energy all season, which, look, I, I want to bring something up about Thor. And, and, look, he's a rookie, so I think for his rookie season, he's done really well. He's, I like the fact that he goes in there and he wants to show whoever's looking, whether it be Naga or Bundy or whoever's the coach, that he belongs on the pitch and, and he's out there trying to score a goal at by any means possible, right? But he did something yesterday that I, I'm glad that, that kind of, like, Eddie and Glenn called it on the telecast. He was waiting for a cross, and the cross came, but you know, because he was complaining so much about the cross, not getting the cross at the time that he wanted to, he missed the cross, and it yeah. would have been a real good shot on goal for him had he been paying attention. And it's one of those things where, like, look, I understand, you know, sometimes you just get so frustrated and and, and flap against because of the situations going, you know, he scored, I think, four or five goals this season, which is pretty good for 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 our for a rookie number nine, especially one it's not, not that's not starting every game, um, I think he's had a a a a, a great, a not great, I want to say a good rookie season, right? And he has something to build upon. Uh, but yeah, that's one of those things that he needs to kind of, hey, like you know, chill, chill. I, I understand that you're you're excited, you want to get on the pitch, you want to score as many goals as possible under whatever amount of time is given to you. But you also need to stay focused and pay attention to what's going on in the game and not sit back and complain. You're not at that level yet. You're not, you're not, you know, you're not Sebas. You're not, you know, Hector Herrera. Those those guys, okay, you know, they they've earned that right to to complain about whatever's going on or whatever. You're not there yet. So let's chill for a little bit
0: yeah it's interesting to me i i have to wonder last night was a, a good example of some of the things that i think make thor great and then some of the things that make thor frustrating as a player especially as a striker which is that he needs specific kind of play around him he needs a specific setup to be good um or you know to to net well, I mean, home Thor's, Thor's,
1: thor Thor's your typical number nine you're holding number nine he's slow Yep. Look, yep. He he, he had a two on one where he could have taken it up probably an, another another two or three yards up 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 the pitch, but he decided to pass early because he felt that he was going to he was running slow. Don't don't get me wrong. He's not he's not a quick player at all. But you know you got to understand and have confidence in your dribbling and your skill and your, and your technique. Where if you're if you're one v one man, you, you should be able to kind of cross or make a little bit of a move you know, especially being 21 years old, you know, to, to kind of get the defender off of you.
0: Yeah, let me ask you a question, and this is a genuine question. Um, if you have to, and I don't think you have to, but let's say that the opportunity arises that a club is really interested in trading for Thor. Do you make the trade? If, if the assets coming back to you are, are good enough, if you're getting a draft pick, you're getting allocation you know, money, and maybe you're getting an international slot, do you, do you take it?
1: Oh, I mean, it's hard because the, 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 draft, the draft pick is neither here nor there, right? Obviously, the allocation money depends on how much you get in that international slot. That's, those, those are the two important components. I mean, you know, you have a young player in Thor who's 21-22, scored five goals his rookie season. He has a high ceiling, you know, uh, top five draft pick. So, I mean, it's, it, he's, he has value. Would you be so, upset I mean, if the Dynamo end up trading him? I mean, I guess it would just. You have to throw me a, a number and, and book. I mean, as far as international spot, okay, cool. But how much? Uh, how much gam am I getting, I guess three hundred thousand. Nah, no, nah, I'm not doing it for three hundred thousand. That's right. that's, basically, that's basically discovery rights. Uh, discovery rights would be sold for like one hundred fifty k.
0: No, discovery rights are fifty k, man. I don't know what, What's market you your plan?
1: 150. Nah, somebody, so, I don't know. I guess, I guess it depends on the player. It depends it. on the talent. Yeah, the level of the player for sure. 100. percent Man, I, I would have to start at 500, like at least to get me interested. Because, of, like I said, of his age and his potential. 300, 300k. That's 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 Christian Ramirez. You know, that's a 30 year old center forward. You know, who at the moment's playing a back, backup, whatever. But you're talking about 21 year old who has. So
0: something worth considering related to Thor is Thor does take an international slot.
1: Yeah, I understand that, but I mean, but at the end of the day, if it, you're you're more worried about what potential, you're more worried about your talent on the team, you know. Yeah, yeah, just you, curious. You can, you can you can hold the international spot the three spot. points at the, uh, evil three points. You can you can hold an international spot, but if the international spot is being held by somebody who's going to score fifteen goals for you, then that's fine, you know. But if if he's holding if the international spot is being held by somebody who isn't doing anything, sitting on the bench, then, yeah, that, that's a failure. Yeah.
0: So, just, I mean, just just curious, no specific no, 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 reason no, no, I'm asking. I,
1: I understand, but, yeah, but it, it, you would have to start half a mil at least for me to even consider or even listen to you because, like I said, because of his age, because of his potential, and his ceiling's still very high.
0: Yep. Uh, so, we got about four minutes left, which means it's going to be a rapid-fire edition of Predictions th- presented to you by Media. Once again, thank you, Galasso.media, for the sponsor of the segment, Predictions. We appreciate it. Uh, make sure you guys check out Galasso.media for all your player likeness, merchandise, and gear. Uh, yeah, Galasso.media, check them out. Uh, so we got two matches to predict, both on Sunday, uh, 6 o'clock kickoff time for Dinah Dose here in Houston. Uh, they are playing North Texas SC, last match of their regular season. Mm-hmm. How you feeling?
1: Oh, they got to win for sure. I mean, it's it's a rivalry game and then I think if they win this game it gets them in a position where they get a home field game, I think. Um because I think what they're they're currently third. So I I, I got to look at the standings, but I I got to look at the standings, but uh yeah, but I know if they get a win, it it'll, it'll push them into home field advantage or whatever or how. I, I don't even know how the the, the playoff system is going to work, to be honest, for for the MLS next um i'm guessing it's something similar to what mls is doing so there would be a home game if they end up in the top two seed right
0: yeah i think that's correct i didn't actually look they released a thing about it but i don't know okay i didn't read up on it i've been busy
1: yeah so i mean i I mean look it's a it's a they're gonna have a new coach obviously so they're gonna have a breath of fresh air there too uh so and i think that new coach is gonna have a little bit of a you know, monkey on his back, you know, obviously not wanting to let it go south because, you know, you let Bundy go, but, but, you know, but I think he's going to be hyped as well for the opportunity. And he's going to want these kids to continue to to continue going. And obviously win against North Texas, who is an in-state rival. And obviously with a home playoff game up on the line, you know, I think they're going to go out there and do it. And especially, I think they're, Expecting a big crowd because, you know, tailgates and everything. I think uh, about the going to be the surge of their yep. a, a lot. all of the supporters uh, groups are going for the for place. the uh, for the game. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I expect them to be up for the game and hype. So I think they're going to win three one.
0: Look, I'm going to go out on a limb. There is some emotion in this game. There is some a bit of wanting to get back at North Texas. Uh, this is a team, North Texas, that is on the cusp mm-hmm. of playoffs as well. Uh, so look, there, there's a lot to play for here. You can knock them out of the playoffs if you win. So the Dynados, they're going for it and they're going to go all out for this one. Right. Uh, and, and to your point, the, the SGs are going to be there. So they're going to have that verve, They're going to have that swagger. They're going to have that atmosphere behind them. They have, they, they, they've played very well at Aviva stadium this season. So I'm saying it right now. I'm going out on a limb. I think this is a Dynados dominating victory. I think 3-1 is fair, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is a 5-2 demolition of North Texas SC.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm hoping I'm hoping to be there um, to go support the get the guys, but you know, whether I'm there or not, I expect to win. Damn straight. Expect to win either way. All
0: right, so. Before we finished the show, and we got less than a minute, we did start a little, technically a little late, so we got a couple minutes. Uh, we got a Dynamo match to predict. It is our favorite team to play, LAFC, on Sunday as well. 9.30, watch party is at Aviva Stadium uh, after the match, uh, or is it at uh, is it at Aviva? It's at Aviva, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, Aviva
1: it's after, after, after the after the yeah non-adult. yeah.
0: I knew there was a watch party. Yeah, there's a watch party. They're gonna have it up on the big screens at Aviva. So if you go, stay after uh, and watch the match with the SGs. Uh, LaFC Houston Dynamo in LA. Hey, we've got the number on them right now. What what are you feeling?
1: Shit, LaFC is not looking like LaFC as of late. I don't know what's going on. I haven't get really kept up with them to see what was going on over there. Um, but hopefully we can. I mean, with the, look, it seems like the Dynamo are us are ascending while the LAFC are descending. But they could just be resting their players because they're they already know they're in the playoffs, whatever, right? Um, but if that's the case, then you know, hey, Dynamo two one.
0: Hey, look at that! G and U believing two to one Houston win. There you go. George says rip Dynamo at LAFC. I disagree. I think this is an opportunity for Bundy to really prove uh, as a coach. And, and I think when I say that, what I really mean by that is him to have completely a hands-off approach and say, guys, y'all are good enough to beat this team. You already did it once this season, just a couple of weeks ago. Go do it again. We're going to do it in their house. We're going to take it to them. We're going to stick it to them. And we're going to make a statement to the rest of the league. Yeah, we may not have had the best season this season, but we can still beat the big dogs in their own home. in their own home and you better believe that's the level of talk that that bunny is going to have before this match and after this match after the dynamo win i'm going for a 3-1 victory for dynamo on the road at lafc in the loud obnoxiously boisterous uh um incredibly annoying stadium uh of bank of is it america bank of america park of california bank of california park uh uh, right. Uh, California is not part of America. I forgot. You're right. Uh,
1: <laughs> I got it. Oh, uh, you know, it's, 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 funny because you know, if you win, you're, you're kind of helping Austin. I think, I think if Austin wins, they catch up and they, and they overtake them by a point or something like that. If I'm not mistaken, and I look up the standings, but regardless, we don't care. Well, yeah, we don't
0: care. No, look at this point we're playing to win out simply so we can start playing spoiler. And yeah. I will note last match of the season as a reminder for everyone is against LA galaxy. What an opportunity to probably play spoiler for LA, LA Galaxy looking at the postseason.
1: It seems like we always have, it seems like every other year we do, we do that to the Galaxy, which is fun. Like I said, look, we're always going to be kind of linked together because, you know, we were owned by the same company at one point. Yep. And we were kind of we like the stepchild for, for, that, for that ownership group. But, you know, it's, um, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Um, LA, LA Galaxy, the last game, I think it's October 9th. If I'm not mistaken, on Sunday, so early. That sounds evening, right, yeah. Early evening game at three or four. So hopefully it's not too hot still in October. So, um, but yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to it. Um, yeah, let's do it. Let's sweep LA. All
0: right, well, guys, hey, thanks for joining us. It is obviously a little bit of after time, but hey, we we, we are never opposed to that if things line up to do it. We appreciate you guys joining and appreciate all the subs today again, guys. Uh, there are 16 days left in, in September. It is September, as they say on Twitch. So if you are on Twitch, uh, and you have the capability, definitely toss us a sub. We certainly do appreciate it. Uh, it frees us up to maybe do some stuff this, uh, off season that we're also looking forward to for a number of reasons. Uh, but again, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it as always throw the H's up two H's for Ace Ace in H town or is it Ace Ace town? I don't know. I've lost track. Uh, guys have a good one and, uh, let's go
1: dynamo. song do i want to play i don't even know i'm looking at so many different songs play this one
0: (laughs) they can't hear it yet hold on uh there we go